everybody. Welcome back. Happy New Year again. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with our guest, Jamila. Today, I'm again happily reunited with my other co-hosts in Sweden from Sweden, Karina and Sofia Reshmi. And today, we are going to talk about the subject that we've talked about many times and have actually had some very heated discussions about. But before I get into the meat of it, girls, if you want to say hi real quick. Hi, Ricardia. This is Karina speaking. Hello, this is Sophia. It's nice to be back. <laughs> nice to be back. It is nice. We're not in the same room, the three of us, but we're practically next door. So broadcasting from Sweden, if you will. The question that we asked ourselves, and boy, did we have a hard time making up this title. It was to be or not to be a mom. Who asked the question? So like I said. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Here we go, girls. Be brave. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've talked about this endlessly, and you'll see why, because each of us has a very different approach and biography and story around the big child question. So what we've discovered, among many things, is that it turns out women among each other aren't always so tolerant towards the kinds of decisions we've made. And so we would like to talk about that today in which ways we can find some common ground and maybe a creative, <laughs> we are creative, but a constructive dialogue. So as many of you know, as many of you will have experienced, some of us make the conscious choice to have children. Uh, many of us didn't plan it necessarily or didn't think that the partner would turn out to be this kind of parent or we didn't turn out to be the kind of parent we wanted to be. <laughs> Who did? All right, get in line for that one, people. Yeah. And others are not able to have children. And so the choice is sort of taken from them. And even others have three or more children. And we've also talked about that in epic discussions. But all of us, we felt, seem to be under some sort of scrutiny as to what our choice or our fate in terms of motherhood looks like. So girls, today, I think I want to start out first and foremost by saying thanks for being here because I know each of us is feeling a bit nervous around the subject because we had such differing opinions. So I would like to ask the very open question, why as women, at the risk of sounding like a song, why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? <laughs> like, Why is it so hard for us to have this discussion? Just from a gut instinct, what do you think? Why is it hard? Sensitive subject at least if you have children <laughs> it's like how can you say anything against the decision a such a big decision if you already taken the decision and you have children and done the trip with all what that means it's hard but then again as with everything else in life you start up at one point right and you know so little about what is coming And you have all these pictures and images about what it should be like and, you know, what the journey will look like. And it never seldom is like that, I think. Obviously, I'm speaking as a grown-up woman in her 60s. I've, I've done a bit of a, a journey with my children and with myself. So I would probably not have said the same thing if I was 30 today. What about you, Sophia? Do you feel like maybe there's a lot of judgment around regardless of which of those choices we make? Lots of children, not at all, reluctant motherhood? Yes, absolutely. I mean, obviously, I think it's, uh, I'm going to 
go ahead and say it. <laughs> but there are a lot of people that question my decision not to have any children. I kind of didn't understand the question. Why can't we be friends? Who are you referring to? I f- <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was very broadly referring to women among each other yeah. not being very tolerant, the other's choices. I know I haven't been, and I know I have also caught myself defending my choice. And I just wanted to hear from you. And maybe I should say this, I thought maybe it had come out in the conversation. But Sophia does not have any of her own children. Karina has two grown up children, and I have one. So that being said, Sophia, you said you find yourself defending your position of not choosing to be a mother at times. What did that look like for you? I mean, it's not that often anymore. But and I think also, could be a certain generation maybe, but there are actually people in my age and younger who question it. And I mean, this was a conscious choice I made that I didn't want to have any children, but people can be quite uh, insensitive about it because before they know why I didn't have any children they always assume you're losing out yeah they always assume that i'm losing out on something but also like if it could have been a problem for me maybe maybe i couldn't have any children or yeah in one way or another medically you mean Mm. Mm, yeah yeah yeah, or yeah yeah exactly or i maybe didn't find the right partner or whatever but they people always you know I ha- actually, I have one. I'm not going to mention any names, but there is somebody living very close to us. He lives on this street, but I'm not saying any <laughs> number. Yeah, exactly. No, but very close. And she is also living with a woman. And, you know, one day she came by with her bike and she she had two children with, together with a woman. And she just passed my house and said, while she was biking, saying, so when are you going to have children? She did. And I was like, that's very strange. You should have children. What? And I was like, why Why are people <laughs> telling me this? Why should you? Yeah. Do you think it's concern for you that maybe you would regret it at some point? Or is there maybe some jealousy because, well... Maybe she didn't want any, or why do you think people feel free enough to call from a bicycle? Yo, you need to yeah. have a kid. <laughs> I know, but you see, I I think that actually she wanted because if you if you live in a same sex marriage, you have time to think. It's not like you drink a bottle of wine and all of a sudden you're pregnant on a Friday evening. So, <laughs> so you can. <laughs> You have to. Oh, plan. is that how that goes? Yes, exactly. <laughs> you you have to plan. You need wine. And then you need to um, be really sure. But there was something I was about to say when you say shouting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting enough, because I chose to have dogs instead. I love my dogs dearly. My dog, actually, it is now. But at I the all, moment. I, yeah, at the moment. And people always question me when I say, you know, I would like to have another dog. And they go, no. And I was like, <laughs> what? What kind Why? of what kind of reaction is that? Is what, isn't one enough? Isn't one enough? And I go like, well, imagine if I would say that to people who you know want to overpopulate the world, saying, oh no, not another kid. Isn't one enough? <laughs> it's true. In fact, I have done that. I have said when people had two children, I'm like, 
well, I didn't say it like the way you said, but I did say, gosh, do you think maybe, you know, because already most of them were struggling with the work-life balance. Yeah. Their partnerships weren't great. And here comes child number three. And I found myself, speaking of judgmental, mm. so judgmental thinking, what are you doing? That's like taking the Titanic and be like, you know what? That iceberg don't look big enough. Let me <laughs> ram the whole thing into it. I know. Yeah, I know. I have friends. And I found myself to be so merciless. So yeah, I, I understand know. what you're saying. Yeah. In terms of that second dog hardly seems to be, you know, as much of a problem maybe as... Um, yeah, I think it's interesting that people allow themselves to say stuff like that to me because, you know... It's not very sensitive, No, it's it? not very sensitive. There is one reason, and one reason only, why I don't have any kids. is because I wanted my total freedom. Hmm. That's the only thing. And I know that the children brings love and everything else on another level, but no, I wanted my freedom, 100%. Simple, wow. simple as that. Hmm. Okay, bye. <laughs> Notice how Karina and I are both are very quiet. This is where moment. I feel like I want to hit you. Because I want my freedom too. <laughs> Hit me then. <laughs> no. Oh, she did. <laughs> Not that kind of episode, girls. Another episode. No, well, mm, you see, I have to think. I am from a different generation. I actually am, especially when it comes to this subject. I shouldn't say there was never a choice. Obviously, there must have been a choice for me too. But it was more like you were suspected. To, uh, you were expected to do certain things. Yes. Marry a guy, have kids, and that was it kind of thing. It sounds horrible. Well, the marrying the guy thing didn't go so uh, well the second time. <laughs> but uh, so the question of um, my freedom, how much that was worth or what that would mean to me in my personal growth and so was never up for discussion because it was always like the question about having kids was superior or came first or... I don't know. And it, sometimes it really strikes me because I am a person who fought a lot to to get my education, to have a, what I considered a decent job and to sort of look at myself as a person who would actually have some sort of career. And I, I managed to take myself from a small village up north in Sweden to have a degree. And, uh, you know, I got myself a, a job in an international company and all that. And then all of a sudden, I lost my brains. And I said yes to two kids without blinking, without actually thinking what that would mean for me in the long run. I'm yeah. not saying I don't love my children. Of course I do. But now in retrospect, Retrospect. I see that I might have been able to do that differently, actually. Or maybe it's even about an, a different time. It's not like you put into question if you should have had children's, or children or not. Or you could. That's also a possibility. But maybe it's also about circumstances. Definitely. For me, it was. Yeah, because I, I moved abroad to have my kids, <laughs> meaning I left all my friends, I left my family, I left any type of uh, known network and was actually pretty alone out there. And in that circumstances and in that place, I decided to have a child. So that was not very, mm. I don't know where my brains was. I want to circle back to Sophia's statement because I think, first of all, I think it's very brave to put it unequivocally in that way. Which one? The one about freedom. 
So for you, these things, having children or not, is a mutually exclusive experience. So if you have children, then you don't have freedom. For me, I'm yet again a different example from the two of you where I had my son very young. And so I don't even remember, I don't even know that I fully tasted freedom before he even was already on the way. I'm so used, mm. I was... In a way, my son raised me as much as I raised him. I was going to college. I was working, raising, raising this kid on the side. Then I became a single mom for a while. And I thought of freedom all of not, none of the time, really. And I have to say that I didn't make a lot of career compromises because I had a kid. I sort of just schlepped him along or somehow integrated him into the whole thing. And now that he's grown, I have freedom and i don't always like it so much which is ironic <laughs> yeah uh -huh. like I'm, okay. I'm so used to somebody in quotes now needing me that i i don't find it so easy and that's where i envy yeah. sophia truly mm -hmm. because i think you become a very different person when you always asked to be you and you alone yeah, it's like what you always say, Sophia, that you have reinvented yourself so many times in life, whereas me, I'm just starting to reinvent myself. I'm just starting to sort of try to figure out, now, who was I again after exactly. those two kids came along? Like we're growing because up you now. have to put yourself aside in a way. You can't really focus on yourself because it's just not possible. No, And, and that's kind of a sad thought in a way but, but now since i'm approaching uh, 30 <laughs> oh come on <laughs> no i'm approaching i can't say it say it 50 it's yep. okay you know if i look back you said something about regretting your choice or jealous or whatever you said something about i can't really remember but i i don't hmm, this is a tricky one i i do not regret my life because it is and has been wonderful. I've been doing a lot of stuff and uh, things that I couldn't do if I had children. But now when you start to contemplate a little bit about your life and you look and I have no siblings and my mother's passed away and it's only my father, I feel a little bit, you know, hmm, so yes, it's just going to be me. And uh, I'm going to be alone. But you can't really have kids because you don't want to be alone when you are like 75. And they don't help in that regard. You never know. No, and I don't think so. But but I do, I consider that I have like almost half a child. Uh, my ex-girlfriend's son. And I am so in love with him. And I can see the joy, absolutely. But you see, that's a but bit... But also the struggles. That's also a bit like becoming a, a grandmother, as I am. <laughs> I'm a granny now. Yeah. Because uh, then you only get to do the nice things. You don't always have to be there for the child. And you can just run along and have your life. And then you meet up sometimes and you do the funny things. And that's actually a, a wonderful type of relationship to have to a child. It is, but it's completely different from the mom. I mean, you can't compare the two at all in no. terms of the kind of joy, I think. I mean, I don't have one yet, but I imagine that it must be really nice because you only get to do the fun stuff. But let's sort of circle back to being a mom, not a grandmom. 
what do you think we can do in terms of having conversations around motherhood? Because I think a lot of times when women actually talk about it, in all honesty, they're among each other and there's no microphone in front of their face, that often women sound like they didn't reach their dreams. Maybe I can carefully put it that way, that they feel they didn't reach their potential and they don't blame it on the children. Not at all. I've never heard that and I'd be very surprised. But they blame it on the circumstances under which they had them or the cultural context in which they had them. What do we do when we sort of feel like we've missed out because of, yeah, going this route? There's nothing much you can do, actually, except try to live your best life after the kids are grown up, like I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I very much feel like I've started over. Maybe because I <laughs> I met you, Sophia, and you're... I'm a child, you mean? And you're <laughs> Everybody treats me like a child. <laughs> Everybody wants to take care of you. Yeah. You're so sweet. Yeah. No, but you're a bit younger than me. And, you know, we started again, it feels like, hmm. in life. So it feels like I'm getting a second chance here. But, to just live fully my own me, mm. my own life. But do you both feel you can't have your dreams and your children too? Like you can't have your cake and eat it too? Because that I don't feel. Like I I really did do what I wanted to do. I it, think it, you did more than yeah, I. Because I, I was also in a complicated relationship, mm. a very conservative relationship where there was a lot of things expected from me as a mother and a spouse and a partner and the expat partner and God knows but, but what. Honey. I'm guessing I'm not a very good example to refer to in that sense. I think, and this uh, might sound a bit controversial, but most of the people I know, I'm going to say 90% just to be provocative. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, yeah, 90%. I think they had children for the wrong reasons. Ooh. Ooh. You think? Mm. But you see, the, oh, and this I'm is not, interesting. And I'm not going to say who it is, of course. They, they tell you. What are those reasons, Sophia? I think that's more interesting than who it is. What do you think the wrong reasons are? The wrong reasons? Yeah. They complain. Got pregnant. They, yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, yes. But that is not necessarily a bad thing. But the obvious ones, when, when they very early in the relationship complains about their partner's temper, their partner's use of alcohol, maybe, their partner's, uh, you know, how they, they fight a lot and makes her or him insecure. A lot of those fundamental things that you should have in a partner that that really makes you feel like the one and only or they have kids because the other one didn't have kids and now that this person are in the second round yes. so there's a lot of things you know so what is the best and everybody gets reason... divorced when they're 50 when they move out so yeah. <laughs> but what is the best reason for having kids is it for yourself or is it to populate the, the world or is it for the child itself or i would say to populate what? the world <laughs> yes, the world needs more people. Especially Berlin Prenzlauer Berg needs a lot more children. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that is a good question to to put out there today. No, it's super egoistical I to think. have them. You mean? Yeah, for everybody's sake. I have to say, even though I'm clearly a, a mother of one, 
that I think my son actually would agree with what you just said. He's Generation mm -hmm. Z, Gen Z. Mm -hmm. They're very woke yeah. and conscious and informed. They haven't yeah. always got the experience to back up their theoretical knowledge. But he's always saying to me, Ma, I'm just going to let you know, there won't be grandchildren by us. Like, I am going to adopt, if anything, which I'm totally fine with. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm just vying for this grandchild. Take it from anywhere. Just deliver. <laughs> just give it here. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. he would actually agree. And even though I think a lot of people would take issue with the idea of there being 90%, not having them for the right reasons, for me, I think the only right reason there is is that you love this other person that you're with, your partner, in a way that I don't even know if I've ever been at that stage of my life that I've loved a person in that mature a way to say, you and me, baby, let's go. Yeah, but that's what I said. I mean, the basic parts must be there. Mm. Can't be like fighting and whatever it is. Sometimes I think if it was the other way around, that you were not able to have kids until you turned 50, mm. Half of you wouldn't have children, I think. No. That is such an interesting theory, Karina. Isn't yes. it? I mean, think about it. When you're, what, between your 20s and your 30s, you know nothing. Yeah, you don't know anything. And maybe that's the only way for nature to actually have kids around. Because as long as you know nothing, you walk into that space in life and you have your kids and you just make it work. But mm. if you would have known the struggles and the difficulties and the... The sheer vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but that, maybe you wouldn't have actually taken that decision. Yeah, yeah but I mean, of course, there uh, there have been times in my life where I actually thought about having children, uh, different yeah. circumstances. Yeah. But as older I got, and I watched my friends, I just felt no, no, I don't want this. Mm. I don't want this. Mm. But I also think a lot of your friends, they feel safe talking to you and actually telling you the truth about motherhood, about the struggles, about how difficult it is, because you made that decision and then they feel safe. No, no. It's not like when two mothers talk to each other and there's always a bit of, you know, you have to keep your facade up. You have to sort of stand by your decision and you have to really... Make the other one believe that you did the right thing. Very few mothers would say, I regret having kids. I mean, I know well, some. But yeah, but yeah. you see, people are not really talking to me about the motherhood. They talk to me about their relationship and loss of freedom. Yeah, and that is ah, stro strongly connected, connected to, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but no, no, I don't think anyone will say, I don't like to be a mother, but I actually came across a couple of those who said that their life was actually destroyed when they got children yeah. and they regretted. I just feel bad for the children if you actually arrive at that, at that verdict, my God. But I mean, if you think about it, there are so many children out there in the world that needs proper adults in their lives so maybe we should stop having kids and just adopting the poor ones that are out there but that, not that, having that's another thing nor love yeah. nor food nor nothing i mean since i am adopted yeah uh, i always felt it very close to my heart that if mm -hmm. i should have any children i would adopt and i don't i i find it ridiculous when people say no i want one of my own 
it's like what is it like a handbag i i yeah but you know i i can't yeah. understand it because yeah. i am a product of adoption mm. and i had really loving caring parents and i never had any problems with the being adopted and so i would definitely do it but i know that a lot of people they you know because we're overpopulated yeah, yeah because it's also this it's a landmark in your life to have this own child and i think a lot of us women romanticize the whole idea of giving birth itself and then the you know the breastfeeding well, yeah, and there's all this yeah. cultural you know to give birth really does rebirth you as a woman in some ways but i'm not sure that an adopted child wouldn't have done that for me as well because the birth itself if the guy could do this i'd be like have a nice time i'll meet you when it's out and the recovery is awful and i just i could i could use not that for not to happen you know but i wonder yeah, i wonder about something sophia said in terms of um that that would be the higher uh, course for me, you asked me about why you should have children or whatever. How was yes. the question? But you said something about when you love somebody that dearly, you want to have a child. That would be my answer mm. to that. I would have, I would adopt a child, and that would be my higher cause. I would could give back what was given to you was given to me. Mm. So that that was uh, that's that's my answer. So I have a question that comes up for me when I think about what you said and you, especially Sophia, um, but also Karina, can we really think of ourselves as having free will when it comes to the choices we make in terms of having children or are we just repeating what our parents did and not necessarily questioning that all that much? As women now who are so far the biological beings that have the children themselves. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I know I at least look at myself as a product of my parents' generation and what was expected. And, you know, you just did what everyone else did and all that. That's hard to say. It, it depends a lot on who you associate with, what your friends are doing and what sort of environments and places you put yourself in as an adult before you take that decision because you're very easily affected by what other people think or do or feel or what you see are you maybe not now but maybe then at the time Sophia, are you saying you've never been affected by those around you that's that's you that'd be weird because then your wiring in your head would be <laughs> No, but now, you know, I've done so much things against the um, norm. norm. If I would have done what was expected of me, I would grow up, marry a man, have two children, uh, have a well, PhD yes. in something and um, have a, you know, Volvo and live very conservative. But I've done the opposite. Of I'm really glad when it comes to the Volvo. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think that, um, of course, you are influenced by your environment. It would be crazy to say the opposite. Try to think of in, in the fundamental stuff. You feel like you broke the mold early on. And so there, there is truth to that. I mean, if you come out and decide to live your true life as a gay woman, then, of course, you are in a position to make choices differently because, <laughs> let's face it, 
you already did something rebellious in people's eyes. Oh, well, now it's all done. done. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and sometimes people ask me when I, you know, explain about my life and they say, oh, I mean, do you have done so much and how did you have the courage to? And I said, you know, the biggest thing I ever did about uh, regarding courage was to come out and everything after that was, you know, mm. nothing. So I just, you know, think that, I, I tried to think that I kind of did it my way. I wanted to to choose my own path. Yes. I I also want to think I choose my path. Only it took me a couple of years to get there. You took the wrong path. Yeah, <laughs> no. I started off on the wrong path. No. I think from no. trial and yeah, error. Yeah, exactly what you said, Karina. Learning by doing. Yeah, mm. it's a different way. But I mean, mm. it's never too late to just choose another path. Exactly. What a wonderful way to end this show because we're pretty much going to wrap it up now. So you can say that again, Sophia. It's never too late to what? It's never too late to choose a new there path. There you go, girls, ladies, women, everyone who's listening. <laughs> Whether you decide to be a mom or not or be a mom of other people's children, why not? And of projects even or, you know, being the CEO of of something that's meaningful to you, I also think is a way to give birth to put something into the world, essentially. And I think that's the common denominator for all of us, whether we've had children of our own or not, is the idea to keep, like you said, choosing a new path and keep reinventing. And as women, we're shedding skins and all sorts of other stuff every four weeks. So I think it comes natural, maybe more natural than male energy to transform. Anyway, that was interesting. I think we could have, what, another two episodes at least about this subject. Um, I'd be really curious what our listeners say to some of the things they heard here today. I certainly was entertained by what you gals said. So if y'all want to reach y'all, want to reach out to us, we have a new email. Karina, do you want to say our new email address? Hello at meandthegals.com. So um, thank you girls for being here. I'm really looking forward to the feedback we get. Oh, and also be on the lookout because we are about to launch our landing page finally. I'm holding the process up a little, but it is coming. And also, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes. If you happen to be in a breakup right now or post breakup, then I would love to hear from you. What are some of the things you're have questions around what are you thinking about because I with Karina and Sophia's help I'm getting ready to launch some workshops on how to break up and how to do that anything else I forgot gals no I think you pretty much (laughs) summed it up there yep Yep. it's like I do this for a living all right everyone thank you thanks for being here bye Sophia bye Karina thank you for having us thank you Bye. Bye. bye